Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah, joined by Travis Ross. We are your hosts for this and every single podcast you listen to or will listen to at least here on this feed, not on every podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> That'd be weird. Time. Uh, anyway, Travis, how was that? How, <laughs> it would be worth the Joe Rogan experience. You just hear us. or uh, no one <laughs> But Travis, how are you doing, man? How's things going? Uh, I'm good. Um, it's Tuesday. We tried to do this last night, as I mentioned in the in the interview, but um, you were sick. So, uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling yeah, better? It was, it was not. I am. Cons- I'm feeling considerably considerably better. Yes. Uh, still, some like weird head pressure stuff, sinus, whatever. But like last night, I from like six till probably midnight had the worst migraine I've ever had in my mm. life. Just like a throbbing headache and. Uh, mm. Could not. I mean, it was kind of the thing where I, I had to sleep sitting up because if I lay down, my head hurt too much. But if I moved my head anyway, oh. it would start hurting more. And so it was it was awful. So needless to say, a restless night until I got my hands on two uh, 600 milligram ibuprofens and popped those. So it <laughs> took, <laughs> took the edge off enough for me to, to pass out. So, uh, but yeah, man, doing a lot better. Glad that we could get this uh, rec- uh, episode recorded and get this interview in the can to bring to our listeners, man. So I think it's going to be fun. Uh, but let's tell some people before we get into the weekly dad joke, tell them another piece of information that they may want to know that for something that's coming up in January in California. Yeah, we uh, just dropped the link in the Facebook group. That's printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. If you're not a member, why not? Um, yeah, what ISS, are you doing? yeah, ISS in Long Beach, which is the... Um, it's the X. What is it? The Impressions Expo is what it's called. And for some reason, Expression or Impressions Expo gets abbreviated <laughs> to the ISS Expo. ISS. I don't know why. Uh, so yeah, it's the Impressions Expo. It's basically all things apparel decoration. So think DTG, think embroidery, think yeah. um, you know heat press, think. Even, but even beyond that, they'll also have some like engraving stuff. They'll probably have some UV stuff. They'll probably have you yeah. know just all kinds of vendors and all kinds of you know drinkware and just all kinds of stuff. It's going to be really cool. Long Beach is always one of the places where a lot of the manufacturers will come and unveil new products. Um, as a matter of fact, sure. the 3070 that both of us recently got in our shops was revealed Yeesh. at the Long Beach ISS show a couple years ago. So a mm, couple years, not last year. Was it last year? Maybe the year before. Anyway, regardless, um, the registration is open. And for the next 15 days or so, it is free just for the expo. They have a conference that coincides with it with some some learning and things like that. And you can check out the uh, the link to the show um, and just see if there's anything you'd want to, you know, maybe attend and maybe you'd have to pay extra for that. Uh, the expo itself is free just to get on the trade show floor. Um, but Josiah currently both Josiah and I are planning on attending. Um, I mean, it's free yeah. to sign up. Even if you don't end up going, it's, it's still, you know, keep the opportunity yeah. or the option open, I guess. Um, you can fly right into long beach with on Southwest for us, Josiah, yeah, we're Denver cheap. to long beach is, is, is really cheap. It's a little bit Super further if you fly, fly into LAX, but, 
Um, yeah, we're both planning on going. Should be a good time. We'll probably do a meetup. But yeah, go into the Facebook group. Click that link. Might as well sign up. Uh, we'd love to see you in Long Beach in January. That's the 21st through the 23rd, I believe. Third, yes. It is It is a weekend, so it's a little easier to plan. You know, it's over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. So it might be easier to plan for, for schedule-wise. I know, you know, taking trips in the weekends is always easier for for me just so we're not missing so much of the actual work week and there's not right. so much catch up to do and you're gone so it is nice that it is over a weekend and it's california and where would you want to be in january other than you know a beach <laughs> a long <laughs> beach to be specific a long um, long so, beach yes how long is long beach yes if you have mm. the answer to that post that in the facebook group Coming up next is the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. Travis, what 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 did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K? Hmm, I don't know. What did Yoda say when he found or when he saw himself in 4K? Mm, HDMI. HDMI. Okay. And that is this week's weekly dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> For those that nice. don't know, 4K is like the highest of definitions uh, these days. I remember when I was selling TVs, you know, I worked at a Radio Shack Verizon store, and we were selling flat screen TVs when like 720 was like the rage. Like, dude, right. 1080p is coming out? Are you crazy? Then and a sixty-five inch TV was three grand. Right now you can go to Walmart and get them for like under a grand. It's absolutely yeah. crazy uh, to see how that industry has drastically, drastically changed. So, uh, Travis, before we get into this week's main event, we got uh, uh, Helen Kinson to come on, and we were mm-hmm. on her show, the Merch Money Podcast, probably a year ago. I think right when we were starting the Print on Demand Cast, she was so gracious to have us on her show. Um, so she is our guest. Tell the people, the listeners. Uh, what you're looking forward to the most, what they should maybe keep an ear out for uh, when they're listening to this interview with Helen. Um, I think the the thing that Helen brings to the print-on-demand cast is really her experience with interviewing so many industry leaders in the print-on-demand space. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of great a, gr- a lot of great interviews, but nowhere near as many as Helen has had. Um, she has interviewed literally a hundred plus um, people that are doing print-on-demand for the last yeah. three years. So. Um, I think her breadth of experience with just, you know, ideas, things you can do in print on demand. That's the, that's what I'm most excited for our listeners to, to hear. We're always trying to kind of unearth yeah. some new way to, you know, maybe make, make a buck through this awesome technology that we have. Um, and I think Helen's got a real <laughs> good, um, she's got a real good corner on that market, you know, and, and with ideas at least now, whether or not she's implementing them or if, or we're implementing them or you're implementing them, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast, but uh, we, we, we just want to present those (laughs) ideas. And so you asked me specifically what I'm most, what I think the listeners should be listening for. And, and that's exactly it. It's just, what are some of the possibilities um, that I haven't thought of in print on demand? I agree. Uh, I think that's kind of the whole entire um, focal point of this interview is is the things that we're not you haven't thought of that might be out of the box uh, to definitely mm-hmm. think about. So keep an ear out for those. And then, of course, once we're done with the interview, let us know which ones stood out to you. If you have any ideas, print on a mancast.com slash Facebook. But without further ado, uh, we're going to this week's main event, our interview with Helen Kinson. 
All right, Travis, it is time for the main event, and I'm excited to have our next guest on. I think she's actually one of the podcasts or shows that you and I have been on together uh, mm-hmm. a year or so ago, I want to say, maybe even a little longer than that. But at the very beginning of the Print on Demand cast, uh, she was so gracious enough to uh, let us come on the show and talk about our experience. And so we're excited to return the favor and welcome Helen Kinson onto the show. And for those who don't know who Helen is, here's a little bit about her uh, Helen Kinson has been in e-commerce uh, in, since 2014 and started with doing retail arbitrage, which sounds very familiar because that's how it both <laughs> started. Uh, she immediately signed up for Merch by Amazon in 2015 when it launched, uh, but waited an entire year to upload her first design because she thought she had to be a professional designer, which, you know, that's, again, a trap we've talked about a lot in the show. But turns out that's not the truth. So between 2016 and 2017, uh, she gradually started to learn print-on-demand and began to love it even more than retail arbitrage which we both can attest to. Lots of commonalities here. Uh, In April of 2018, she launched the Merch Money YouTube channel and Facebook group. Over the last three years, over 100 print-on-demand experts, including your hosts, have been interviewed on the channel, and the Facebook group has grown over to 14,000 members. Helen has a passion for helping people learn how to succeed in print-on-demand and build their own businesses, and it is because of that that we are excited to welcome Helen Kinson to the Print-on-Demand cast. Helen, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me. It's so good to see you guys again. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to have you on. We've been talking about doing this for quite a while, and um, you know, it's only because of my negligence that we haven't done it <laughs> before. So I'll take full responsibility for that. But we finally got it done. We finally got you on the Print on Demand cast, and we're we're really glad to have you here. We actually um, pull back the curtain a little bit. We actually tried to do this last night, but Josiah was not feeling yeah. well, and um, I was going to have to interview Helen by myself, and I just had stage fright. So. Um, <laughs> And I lost the password to our uh, our Streamyard account, so yeah. <laughs> so we're 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 kind of doing a we're doing a last minute thing. This is actually going to air to or um, be put out tomorrow, uh, yeah. but we're really glad glad you're here, Helen. So I know we kind of introed you with a basic story of your print on demand career, but is there anything else that you can tell us? Because that's usually the first question we ask is like, tell us your print on demand story. So is there? Can you fill in some gaps maybe with uh, with some of that that we introduced you with? Absolutely. Um, all of that is uh, how it started. Oh, I like the transitions. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, for anyone who's watching the audio, it goes back and forth, but I think you guys have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, distracted. Um, so I started with retail arbitrage. I loved that. The reason I got into all of this to begin with is I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that mm. book just like totally opened my mind to all different ways of making money. I had always just thought about a job or rental properties, but I'd never really thought about starting businesses and online businesses and all the different ways you can make money. So that's how I got into it. Chris Green somewhere must have put passive income as one of the keywords in one of his videos because somehow he came up. And um, so I started learning all about FBA and and all of that. I think with that, it's like very semi-passive income because Amazon does a lot of the work for you. So you still have to find the products. You still have to ship it to Amazon. But then from there, Amazon kind of takes over. So that was sort of my intro into it. But then when print-on-demand came around, I'm like, wow, that's even more passive because you don't have to keep <laughs> basically 
making the products. Um, once you put up a shirt or a product, it's up there forever. So that's what got me interested in that. And um, I was talking to Travis ahead of time about how since I've interviewed so many different people, it's very interesting to hear everyone's different backstories and how they got into it and what they like about print on demand because this is so versatile and it can be for so many different types of people or types of interests. Um, one like mine where it started with the interest in passive income, that's actually the people that usually don't end up sticking with it or doing well because that's not really a strong enough why to do it because it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. Um, so we'll get more into it later, but there's a lot of sure. different reasons why people get into print on demand and then even whatever your reason is why do you stay in it what keeps you motivated what keeps you uploading all of that yeah we'll definitely get into some of that um we're gonna we're gonna hear some stories from (laughs) your years of interviewing you know print on demand people We're we're gonna talk about that a little later but um so tell us like right now today what does your print on demand business look like what what sales channels are you selling on um, you know, if you want, you can share, you know, numbers or quantities of things you're selling. You don't have to just give us kind of a, a, um, a bird's eye view of where you're at today in your print on demand journey. Well, I, as you can tell from my internet, it's really bad. So that's part of the reason why I have <laughs> doing, um, uh, merge money. So for anyone who's known me before, I used to do merge money shows every Monday night, very religiously. And then the last, basically six months or so, it's almost completely dropped off. I think I did a few videos this year, but not a whole lot. Um, and you can tell, like, I'm, uh, it's not good quality video right now because I just have such bad internet and I haven't taken the time to do <laughs> that or find some kind of solution, partly because I just needed a break. So I've been training for a marathon sure. and all kinds of other stuff. So right this minute, I'm basically in a like hiatus, or I don't know what you'd want to call it, like a sabbatical. (laughs) I'm uh, (laughs) taking a break to train for a marathon. But that is one good thing about print on demand, because I still have, I'm on tier 30,000 in merch. So I still have, I think I have, Amazon's been uploading shirts for me, which is awesome. So I don't know for (laughs) sure what number is right now, but I know it's over 21,000 products live. So um, those can still be selling whether I'm uploading or not. So I've been taking a break with uploading, um, but merch has been uploading for me. So that's been awesome. Um, and then in terms of other platforms, same thing. They're all like just uploaded there and just selling on their own. So there's nothing that I'm currently doing over the last, I, I mean, I don't want to say that completely. Like there are days where I upload, but I've been going much less than before over the last six months. Mm-hmm. I've been focusing on a lot of other things, which we can get mm-hmm. into. I've been, um, anyway, so uh, in terms of other platforms, I have products on Redbubble, um, all the, all the, basically all the little platforms, you know, Teespring and mm-hmm. um, six and all of those. I used Orbit Kit a couple years back and put it up on a whole bunch of different platforms. And, okay. um, Kindle. I have some Kindle books up. Um, nice. I did Etsy for about six months, a couple years ago. And then I just, I, I took my, I didn't take my store down. I put it on vacation and then never went back to it. 
I liked the ones where you could just upload a shirt and then leave it alone. Like I don't, I didn't sure. really like like Etsy where people message you and they want you to do revisions and different <clears throat> that. So yeah, yeah. So you're basically your main gig is royalty based pod. So yes. it's like, yeah, it's like set it and forget it, put it up there and then it's just going to sell forever and you yeah. don't have to touch it. It's all royalties. They take care of the fulfillment. They take care of the customer service. You just have to make sure you're not infringing on anyone's intellectual property and you can right. really upload to your heart's content. I mean, it is a great, great business model. And you're saying that you've, you've used, like you, you mentioned orbit kit. We've talked about that in the past um, on the on the show, uh, I think with Yong, we were talking about it and how yeah. that just takes, you know, all of these products and just pushes them out to all of these different platforms Are all of those. Uh, and I, if you don't know, that's fine. I'm just curious. Are all of those platforms also royalty based or does it push to like an Etsy store that you then have to deal with customers and the whole nine yards or you can probably choose, it, huh? It pushes to Printful. So from Printful, oh, then okay. you could. You could connect it to Etsy or Shopify or any eBay, anything like that. Um, I I can't remember if I pushed to Printful or not. I think I pushed to Printful, but they just sat over there because I never really. Um, I I did a little bit with Shopify and eBay, but I never really pursued it um, too much. Like I don't have any active Etsy or Shopify stores right now. Right. So. Given, you know, the last three years of your experience and, and pod and, and and what we've talked about, where do you see opportunities right now in print on demand, both for creators and for shop owners or those who are producing their own um, items? I think that's one of the biggest um, uh, misconceptions is that there's like one area of opportunity. I think people mm-hmm. kind of get this idea in their head that it's just merch by Amazon and it's just like following trends or copying what's already right. selling well or things like that. Like people get into a rut where they're like, oh, that's the only way you can make money with print on demand. And I was looking through before the show of all the different shows that we've done um, on merch money. And it's like every single one of them was different and they went after mm. a different thing. So there's different platforms. That's one way to break it down. So Shopify is just as successful on Shopify as on Merge, as on eBay, as on Etsy. Um, It's not like any one platform is more successful than the others. Well, I mean, I guess like Merge by Amazon is so much bigger than Teespring or Redbubble or something like that. You're most likely going to be more successful on Merge. But if you're talking about Etsy or Shopify or some of these other really big platforms, you can be very successful there as well and then you can be very successful if you focus on ads and if you focus on marketing you can do very well with facebook ads and pinterest and tiktok i did a show on tiktok you could be really successful selling print on demand on tiktok (laughs) or you could go the direction of selling completely different products like we always think of t-shirts but shine on is an amazing company i've talked about a couple Mm, times yeah They, I mean, they're coming out with really expensive products. So they have um, their newest uh, necklace. I think it's $200 MSRP. And they're saying you can price it anything you want. So some people are pricing it higher than that. But you, if you price it $200, you are making $75 on each product. So if you're good with ads, you have a lot of room to pay for Facebook ads or any other kind of ad um, yeah. for selling that 
products. So that's a whole nother direction you can go of just looking for high end products to sell. Even things like hoodies and leggings and things like that, you have a little bit higher margin. So that's a way you can go. Um, Kindle, amazing opportunity. So if you're good at making like coloring book pages or activity books or things like that, the sky's the limit with um, KDP. And um, there's also just if you build your own brand. So if you have your own brand around anything, it could be um, easy to add print on demand into it. So you could add, uh, you know, a shirt line or you could, um, it just depends on what, what your product is or what your platform is, but you can sell t-shirts on YouTube. You can sell, like I said, TikTok. I mean, really yeah. it's a very broad way that you can make a lot of money. So uh, we can, we can go dive down into any of the different ways. Wow. But there's basically this time of year, there's a lot more people shopping and if you focus on what you're already making money on, so whatever your main skill is or the way that you make money the best, double down on that. So if you're really good with ads, mm. double down on ads, do all, you know, up your budget, up your, the number of ads you're doing. If you're really good with following trends, go for it. Keep following trends. There's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of holiday trends and then just in yeah. general with foods and things like that. Um, so just really double down on your area of expertise. Yeah, totally. I just want to, you know, point out, um, as you were talking, I was like, just looking through, um, on my other monitor over here, all of the different shows we've done with different people talking about different ways to make money and print on demand. We had, um, RG Martinez on episode 27. Um, then we had, uh, you know, even more recently, we've had like Nick Eden had a great, some great stuff on, um, on episode 55, all kinds of different things. And then, uh, very recently we had Chris Grant on, uh, episode 16. He was just talking about marketing, you know, using print on demand, the way to build your list, you know, your email list and, you know, just as a straight marketing play. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of people talking about a lot of different ways, kind of out of the box ways for that. Yeah. What were you going to say? I say that's a big one. So that that Chris Grant interview, definitely listen to that. Um, you can do printables. So that's a whole nother thing that I didn't even mention so far. I mean, there's so many things we haven't even touched on yet. <laughs> printables is a huge one. So printables, you can printables just means like literally something someone can print, and it could be mm-hmm. anything from coloring book pages to actual like artwork that people could print out and put on like a poster or yeah. frame it. It could be um, just like little information about whatever it is. So maybe like top 10 tips on something or um, uh, planner pages or activity pages, you know, like especially uh, during the pandemic when people were stuck at home, it's like people just wanted to have activities for the kids to do. So, they, you know, so many things yeah. like that, like you can, and that's perfect for an email list because you can just say, you know, enter your email and you get this free printable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, that Chris Grant episode. I think for Travis and I both, excuse me, where it was uh, a really interesting. The, what he, the advice he brought was what I was telling him after we were done. Definitely out of the box, which is kind of I think what you're saying is there's so many unconventional ways to implement POD uh, that can 
benefit you outside of just what you're thinking about with a March by Amazon account or a Redbubble account. Yeah. When you said out of the box, my last episode that I did was about subscription boxes. So that's a whole nother wow. way. There's nice. people that do print on demand. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's the kind of the, the lowest hanging fruit I think is kind of that, you know, upload it. And then if it sells, it sells and just, mm-hmm. you know, rinse and repeat. Um, but if you want to make this a business, you know, obviously you can scale that and you can make a business out of that. Um, but there's a lot of other ways that people are, they're getting creative with this print on demand. And and because the barrier to entry with some of these other things is higher, um, there's probably mm-hmm. less competition. And, and if yeah. you have a way to kind of explain it or, you know, quote unquote, sell it um, to the masses in, in a way that's understandable, that they can kind of wrap their brain around and understand, wow, this would really work for me. But you're doing all the work and you're doing, you know, you're using your print on demand knowledge to kind of deliver that to them. Um, the sky really is the limit. So I, I love yeah. these talks when we start kind of brainstorming about what can we do. And I love, Helen, you've interviewed so many people, you know, that have all of these ideas. So yeah, you want to you wanna just jump in there, Josiah? You want to like... Yeah, yeah. I was just, just going to say, I, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, part of the reason you are aware or you have thought of or know so many of these unique ways to kind of approach POD from a different uh, angle is because of the, you know, tons of interviews you've done over the last three years and you even told us before we recorded and we were kind of you know first corresponding that you had a lot of awesome stories about different ways people you've had on your own show have implemented pod that might not be as conventional so let's get into some of those stories and and tell us you know two or three of them that uh would be your favorites that you think are are just really awesome ways to implement pod and be successful with it yeah i mean there really is so many as as you were talking i mean i'm just thinking of like so many one that we hadn't <laughs> talked about was b2b which is business so you can mm-hmm. literally sell um to anyone real estate agents or um you know uh, gyms there's so many examples of of different companies that need t-shirts and you can help them with their business yeah. so we we have a show on the channel about that um, Tammy is a great one. She talks about B2B and then a couple other people. So that's one way. But another thing I was telling Travis, I moved to Missouri. So I've been here for the past, um, I don't even know. I think I'm at seven months or something. Um, and, uh, I got here and I didn't know anyone. Like I had no, I didn't know a single person in Missouri, but I joined a running group and I was starting to meet people and I became Facebook friends with one of the people in the running group. And I noticed that we had, um, I don't know, 25 mutual friends or something. And I'm like, I don't think I've become friends with 25 people in the Facebook. I mean, in the running group yet. <laughs> so I looked who they were and there was only one or two of them were other runners. All the rest of them were print on demand people. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've interviewed over 20 of your friends. <laughs> so That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, who's friends with, uh, I think he's friends with RJ and um, I don't know, quite a few of the people that everybody knows in print on demand. Um, so I was like, uh, it was just funny. So we started talking. I was like, oh, do you do print on demand? And he's a running coach. And so he um, he had looked into it just because he wanted to have T-shirts on his website that were about running. And running actually is a huge print on demand um, category because people – 
do so many races and they're running all the time. Half their wardrobe yeah. is, is t-shirts to run in or tank tops. And so they want them to be funny. And so a, a lot of runners buy all kinds of funny um, t-shirts and things to wear when they're running. So that's why he was looking into print on demand. So I'm like, you just never know. Like it's so many industries, so many different ways you can use print on demand. So did that, um, I, you know, not to pry, but I'm curious, did that turn into a sale for you, Helen? Were you able to kind of, uh, you know, say, hey, let me help <laughs> you out with this? <laughs> it could have. Um, so far, I haven't really pursued that too much. See, that's one thing. Like, I'm not really a designer. Like, I've, I've made plenty of shirts myself, but it's not something that I, like, really love doing and right now I don't have a designer that I'm working with so I am like not even taking advantage of opportunities like that but it's something that I should be and I um I do need to get back into that but I right now literally have just been taking a sabbatical from the whole thing and I think that's um I was happy that Travis invited me onto the show because I'm like maybe this will kickstart me back into starting merch money again getting shows going and getting myself going again with Pranandu. It's one of those things where I've been doing it for so many years that it's like I kind of was, I don't know, like I was trying to figure out a different way to do things or to get excited about it again. And so I'm happy we're yeah. having this conversation because it's me too to remind myself, like I don't have to keep doing it the same way. I don't have to just keep uploading to merch. There's so many ways to, to utilize print on demand and make it interesting again. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, yeah, I was looking at your, sure. <laughs> your YouTube and uh, you've got, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of your interviews, if not all your interviews are on here. And, and uh, one of them that I thought was interesting, um, you've done a couple of interviews with people on Pinterest and that's, that's like completely foreign oh, to yeah. me. And, and so that's I'd love, you know, do you have any stories about how people are using Pinterest in their print on demand, um, you know? journey or, or, or what, what does that look like? And, and, uh, maybe, maybe a story or a tip or something like that for using Pinterest. Pinterest is wide open too. I mean, all the different ways are wide open of how you can do it. Everybody does it a little different. Um, I'm most excited about TikTok. I feel like TikTok has tremendous potential for selling print on demand, but Pinterest does too. Um, you, you basically, it's all about making a pin that people want to click on and that they want to save. Um, the way I personally used Pinterest was for showing shirts together. So if it was like a couple t-shirt or like, um, like I did shirts for bachelorette parties and things like that. So if you want to show like a grouping of shirts, it's really nice to do a, a pin because then you can, um, when they click on the pin, you can tag all different shirts. Um, I, I, I think you can do it. Um, I don't know. There's people better with technology than me. I used wizard to, um, they had a way where you could merge all different merch shirts, into one link. And then when the person clicked on the link, it would show oh. like each shirt in a row. So I used that. I used, it was called like store link or something like that. And it was through merch wizard. And so I would merge together all the different shirts for that group. And so when they clicked on the page, in, they'd be able to see all the different shirts that go together. So that's why I liked Pinterest because sometimes, especially on Merch by Amazon, it's really hard to show groups of shirts or shirts for couples because it just shows one shirt at a time. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, of a merch link. I think that's an awesome idea, especially if you're utilizing Pinterest. Is there, you mentioned TikTok a couple of times and I've had, so we as, um, as well for apparel, we work with a lot of online influencers and have been working with some TikTokers that have, you know, that are popular oh. in that subculture, which is really crazy that there's such a subculture for TikTok and TikTok celebrities that no one else would know who they are. But have you had experience, you know, selling something on TikTok or have had a guest on? Because um, that, I mean, obviously I've had some experience there. I'd be interested to hear any stories you have in the TikTok arena that makes you, uh, as you said, the most excited about that particular platform. I just, as soon as it came out, uh, people will know, I, I posted about it in Merch Money, like not as soon as it came out, but like pretty early, a couple years ago, I was posting about TikTok and I, Gary V was one of the first people on it because he's always the first one on TikTok. Early adopter, for so sure. I took a, <laughs> yeah. So I took a screenshot of his TikTok account from a couple years ago. And then every like six months or so, I would take another screenshot. And I'm like, do you guys see how fast this is growing? Like this is growing at a much faster faster rate than his YouTube channel. Um, it just had right. such high growth potential. And because everything's so short, you people can watch it a lot more. They go through a lot more content. So on YouTube, you know, if you have an hour to kill, you might only watch one video, two videos. It depends on how long they are. Um, sure. But you only have so much a couple videos tiktok you could go through hundreds in that same amount of time. So it yeah. makes it so that you get a lot more you get a lot more click-throughs than you do on YouTube. So yeah. if it's something funny that people pause or they share, um, I mean, people sell so much on there. So I don't personally have experience with it because I couldn't quite, I don't have the right personality where, I mean, anyone can do it, but for me yeah. in particular, I had trouble getting myself to do it because I just felt like, I'm just not quite good enough with technology or with like coming up with skits or ideas or things like that but I just saw the opportunity so I kept trying to tell people sure. about it because it was just amazing growth amazing click through and there have been yeah. people who have taken advantage of it and I've found people really good with TikTok to interview on the channel so if you guys look on there there are some there are some videos about how to use TikTok for print on demand nice yeah that's that's exciting I think um like you said it, it's hard to just, you almost have to have, let me back up. The people that we've worked with that have been successful so far have like had established characters or skits or content mm -hmm. that there's a through line. And so they're able to monetize the stuff they're already doing that's attracted the following. Um, and then they're able to put that slogan or catchphrase or whatever on a shirt. And then their followers identify with it and snatch it up. But I can, I, I can agree with you. Uh, and my wife and I can attest, you can burn through a lot of TikTok videos in an hour and a half. Or, you know, <laughs> they'll be nice. We're just, we're just laying in bed and we're just like sending each other, or hey, watch this. This is hilarious or whatever. And then we realize it's 10 30. What are yeah. we doing? <laughs> you lose, it's a time, it's a time warp. That app, it's a time warp. Uh, you lose all sense of, of space and yeah. time when you get sucked into the vortex. But uh, you're right. I think it is because they are. And, so much shorter and, and so much more um, to the point um, there's a lot of opportunity for, for click throughs and merch sales. If you've got that, that following or you have an idea or know how to use the hashtags correctly to draw attention to whatever it is you're trying to move. Yeah. I mean, real quick um, it's not exactly print on demand, but 
one of my friends from um, just the e-commerce world, she she sold on Amazon, FBA, and things like that. She started a company that was selling um, packaging, like. Uh, so it appealed to Etsy sellers and people that have to ship out products. And she does all kinds of TikTok videos on literally packing, like shipping envelopes. And I'm like, how could you turn that into a TikTok thing? But they're all engaging videos. She just somehow figured it out. And on TikTok, literally, people are like, oh, I love that. And they click on it and they buy it. And it's crazy to me. Um, yeah. I, I'll hmm. have to like look for it and tell you guys because I probably know her she's friends with like Amy Mays and um I don't know a lot of the people in that whole group so you guys probably would recognize her but sure. I, I just couldn't believe it that she started this business and all of it's from TikTok <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's incredible yeah so as we approach you know Travis and I just did a, an episode on the show for the year our yearly checkup like the quarterly not the quarterly I'm going to go to a doctor's office and it's time for the yearly checkup. Uh, are you ready for Q4? Yeah. And we kind of ran through the things of what to look, what to be ready for, what to prepare for, what to look for, what to be evaluate, so on and so forth. So as we uh, approach that, getting into the b- biggest selling months of the year, what tips do you have for our listeners to maximize profits during Q4 as people are, like you said earlier, shopping more online, it's gifts, it's gift giving season, so on and so forth. What what tips do you have for our listeners? Well, one is use your time wisely and don't let anything stop you. Like some people are in a lower tier on merch, so maybe they run out of spots to upload shirts or maybe they get stuck somewhere. Maybe you run out of money for doing ads or, you know, something stops you. There's always something that you can do. So you can always be... Um, designing new shirts for whenever you do get teared up or whenever you want to switch out a shirt if something's not selling. You also can be doing research um, to, you know, find maybe different ideas that might sell better. Um, you also can be learning. It could learning ads. I would definitely say ads is really helpful. So if you, um, mm. if you have it doing well or if you... Um, I don't know. I, I think I think if you can afford it, definitely do some Amazon ads if you can. Um, if you're somebody who knows ads well, you could branch out into other things and do Facebook ads and things like that. You just have to be careful with margin. With T-shirts, um, it's not a high enough margin to do a ton of ads necessarily. But again, sure. that goes into what we're talking about before. If you have higher higher margin products, ads are extremely helpful. Um, so that could be a focus, but the main thing is just be busy right now. <laughs> be right. Doing a yeah. lot of, of whatever <laughs> is your highest, whatever is your highest mm-hmm. profit activity, do that. So if you're somebody who's good with SEO, good with marketing, do that. That I, I think that's the highest yeah. skill right now. But if you're somebody who's very good with designing, I mean, be designing all day. Make sure that you're getting as many shirts up as possible. If you run out of room right. on merch, there's so many other platforms. There's Redbubble, there's Etsy, there's yeah. – uh, you could start a Shopify store. I mean, it's not necessarily the time to learn something brand new. So if you haven't done right. – you know, if you haven't done Shopify before, it might not be the time to learn a brand new thing. But whatever <laughs> sure. has been the most successful for you so far – up to now, I would focus on that. So if, if Etsy has been your best platform, really focus on Etsy. 
messy. Make sure that your mock-ups are like holiday looks, things like that. Like maybe you had a mock-up that was just very simple with like a simple background. Maybe take out that, uh, you know, add another picture or take that out and make it more holiday looking. Make sure your store has some kind of holiday feel to it. Things like that. Yeah, I was just going to mention, I, um, you mentioned advertising, and I think that's really, you know, it's really timely. Um, if you haven't gotten into advertising, obviously, you know, to your point, don't don't go starting something if it's completely foreign to you um, as far as like a new <laughs> project, because it's just, you know, you have you have three quarters for that. <laughs> and then you have one quarter to like yeah. make all the sales. So right. let's, you know, let's kind of get into, you know, the Q4 <laughs> mode here and just make all the sales and don't start something new. But um, yeah. if you are already advertising and you have some, yeah. you know, some experience, you know, tweaking those ads right now is probably a good thing. We did a, a an episode called, do you even advertise bro with uncle Mike Perillo? Uh, that's episode 39. Uh-huh. If you want to go back and check that out. Um, and, and, it, and Mike has a lot of experience with advertising and um, you know, just going in there and like tweaking some of those different um, campaigns that you may have or, or creating new campaigns for some of your winners or some of the things that you think are going to be winners, maybe holiday things or, or topical things. Um, there's a lot you can do with advertising that can really, really pay off this time of year for sure. Yeah. That's all yeah. on right now is my ads. I'm not even putting up new shirts or anything. Cause I just, I already have so many shirts listed. So all I'm doing right now for sure. before is just working on my ads. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Get get more traffic, you you know, optimize those and make yeah. sure you're getting the most people clicking through those ads as they are looking for those gifts. That's I think that's awesome advice for sure. So as we uh start to wind down, yeah. Helen, we always nice. a- we always like to Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um it's it, in my case I've had a couple different Q4s that I've gone through, so I've been able to see what's done well in each of the Q4s. So if it seems like it's still relevant, it wasn't like a trend or anything. If it seems like something people would like this Q4 also, then I just, um, you know, do, I've been upping the ads compared to last year. So picking the ones I already know sell well and already have sold well in previous Q4s and just really maximizing those to the fullest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so as, as we wind down here, we always like to uh, close our interview segments with uh, a set of questions that we've given name not only have we given them a name we've given them their own special intro and bumper so with that being said we're going to move right now into the magic (laughs) question Yes, very nostalgic and somehow slides right under YouTube's uh, copyright issue so uh, (laughs) <laughs> so okay so we got a couple questions <laughs> you didn't hear anything oh well you'll have to listen live um so okay. helen why don't you tell us uh first magic question tell us about a time when something happened in your business that felt like a failure and you just were devastated and it was like a horrible thing that happened <laughs> okay i think um with print on demand specifically Hmm. If yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you get if, a rejection, feels like yeah. I think um, I think we kind of touched on in the beginning when you were doing my intro. I didn't even take advantage of print on demand at all the entire first year. 
because I, I just didn't have the confidence to upload a shirt. I felt like you had to be a designer. I felt like I didn't know how to design. Um, so I think that's the biggest failure of just taking way too long. Like you, if you, you know, if you drag your feet, you're missing a huge opportunity. There was hardly any people on March by Amazon at that time. Like that whole first year, it was so easy to make sales. And I missed the entire first year when I shouldn't have, I knew about it. I was in whatever Facebook groups had started at that time, which is really shout out to Joe Clay. He was one of the very first ones. Um, so I was in his group and um, Chris Green. I think Chris Green and Joe Clay were the first two. Um, so I had no excuse. I just didn't do it. So I think um, I think in terms of failures, that's the biggest failure when you don't do it. If if I had tried and like messed up on my first shirt, that's not really a failure because then you can just upload the next shirt. Um, but when you don't do anything, obviously nothing's going to sell. Like nothing was listed. So that was my biggest failure just not doing anything the first year. Awesome. So moving to the next question here, uh, if you had to start all over and lost all of your current contacts, you hadn't interviewed uh, three years worth of guests, none of it, it's all taken away. You had to start all over again. What would you do if you had to go back to square one? Oh man, there's so many things. So, so many things you can do. Um, I, I would just try different things until I found something that I liked. So like we've been talking about all show, there's so many platforms. There's so many angles you can go. You can combine it with any other interests that you have. So for me, I'm training for a marathon. I can be uploading shirts about running and little like inside jokes about running. Um, so basically just don't be afraid. Take action. Be consistent. Um, and learn like between YouTube and everything out there, there's so many, there's no excuse for not knowing how to do something because it's so easy to find the answer. And there's so many Facebook groups where you can just post a question. Um, so just learning quicker and, um, taking action quicker. I think those were the two things that I really took my time with and, um, I finally got myself to start learning and taking it seriously by starting Merch Money. So it's interesting. I never really wanted to be a guru or a teacher or anything like that. All I wanted to do was learn. And I realized that if you had a YouTube channel, you could ask anyone to talk to you yeah. and they would. And so I got all the like free coaching without um, just by <laughs> inviting people onto the channel. So that was yeah, how I I was just going to say that's definitely uh, a benefit of yeah. having a podcast, you know, having, we can have, we can, you know, get, um, you know, all these different people, Ryan Hogue and Neil Lassen and, um, you know, Michael Essick and, you know, and just basically pick their brain and say, Hey, what would you do in this situation? And you can kind of right. get a lot of, you know, quote, quote unquote, free uh, information, but it, you know, it's also helping a lot of people. That's, that's, that's been, um, you know, really awesome about right. you, uh, Helen, you're, you're very, you're an open book. You're always willing to share. I know we did a ton of the, uh, clubhouse, you know, um, marathon clubhouse for hours and hours. We just oh, talk about print on demand all day. Those were super fun. And you were, that you know, the impetus so for all of that. So first of all, first and foremost, thank you for, you know, kind of leading the charge in that. Um, even though maybe you don't, 
you know, see yourself as a, as a guru or a leader in the space. You definitely are. And uh, we all appreciate you for that. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question uh, for the magic questions, and then we'll, um, we'll get kind of some of your contact information for the listeners and we'll sign off. But um, we always ask this crystal ball question. So put on your turban and uh, look into your crystal ball <laughs> and tell us, what do you think the future of print on demand is? Well, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it is the future. Um, people don't want, people want things to be quick. They want things to be easy. Print on demand is that like nobody wants to um, have to print all their own shirts and do all their own thing. Like it's just, it's easier. It, it's less wasteful because you print exactly how many shirts customers have bought. You don't have to have any extra. Um, so I think print on demand here to stay. I think there's a lot of fear in all the Facebook groups um, and a lot of worry about algorithms or saturation or all these different things. Um, but I mean, there's always been fear the entire eight years I've been doing e-commerce and I'm sure there was fear before that. I don't think the internet's going anywhere. I don't think e-commerce is going anywhere. I don't think print on demand's going anywhere. All of these things are here to stay. Um, but people have been claiming the sky's falling at least for eight years. I'm sure. So I would say just block all that out and um, just know that you're lucky to be so early. I mean, I think it's been fascinating to watch print on demand. Um, it was around before Merch by Amazon, obviously, but I kind of started following it closely when Merch by Amazon got involved and, um, it's been so fun to just watch the progression of it, watch it spread to other countries. It's fun to go back to my old videos because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was like explaining to everyone how I felt like it was going to go to other countries and other products. And then I thought it would go much faster. So it's been, I don't know, six years sure. taken for them to go to all these countries and products. But I think they're just going to keep adding more and more countries, more products. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of unfolding exactly how I thought it would except a little slower but um it's just fun like I, I don't think that's ending anytime soon and the amount of things you can print on is absolutely endless we only have what is it like 60 products right now if you count all the countries but if you I mean it could be hundreds hundreds could be thousands if it wanted to be I mean there really is no limit to print on so I think um I, I just think it's an exciting time and it's exciting that even in like me who I'm getting a little bit, I went through this, this phase, which I think is so funny that it ended up correlating perfectly with having bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I, was like, <laughs> I need a break from doing the show and I end up in a place that just magically doesn't have internet right now. Um, but even if you're like me, where you're going through a phase where you're like trying to figure out how you, what, what new angle you want to do to make it interesting again. Um, I think print on demand is perfect because no matter what I decide to do, print on demand can fit into it. So even if I go more yeah. towards running marathons and things like that, I mean, you can fit in print on demand to anything that you're doing, any type of business, um, even if you decide to write books, I mean, you could do Kindle. There's, it's just endless where you can fit print on demand into whatever else you're doing. And even if you need a break, like what I'm doing and taking a break, print on demand is still selling in the background. So no matter what you're doing, yeah. 
Um, I There's really not a lot of downside to doing print on demand. You can do it as much as you want, as little as you want. It could be something you do as a side hustle in the evenings. It could be something you do full time. It could be something that you do periodically whenever you have spare time. I mean, well, Helen, thank you so much for, for taking time to be on the show uh, with us. It's, it's great to have you back on or to have you on rather uh, in return for you having us on. So um, thank you for taking time and, and, and kind of sharing your knowledge and sharing your expertise and sharing your experience with our listeners. Uh, it's definitely uh, very valued. And so uh, what I want to do as we, uh, wrap things up is to tell people one you're in our facebook group and they should be too so but that's just to say that's one <laughs> way that they can, they can reach out to you is to post a question and tag you in it uh but if people want to uh, follow yeah. more uh learn more about what you're doing merch money that kind of stuff go ahead and take a second to kind of plug all of your social media handles and and anything like that so people know where to find you yeah absolutely thank you and yes everybody should definitely follow um travis and josiah their podcast Facebook, all of that. Amazing. Um, so you can find me anywhere with Merch Money. Uh, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I have a podcast. Spotify is has, having video podcasts now. So I was going to ask you, Travis, if you tried that yet. Um, I haven't. I, I try to. I have early access to uploading videos for Spotify, but I haven't yet because it's confusing when you have all the other platforms that don't have video. <laughs> So, have you tried it yet? No, not no, yet. I no, I saw that. I saw the. Have you tried Spotify the video? Yeah, I saw the invite, but um, we haven't we haven't had an opportunity to do that. Really, well, we haven't really spent the time because you know I'm I'm just the pretty face. Josiah's the tech guy, so if he doesn't <laughs> figure it out, it ain't going to get done. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that like one person can change a platform. So I think it's Joe Rogan that made it that mm-hmm. Spotify had video. And um, yep. mm-hmm. eventually the Merge Money podcast will have video. Right now it's uh, not quite there yet, but you can listen on the podcast, watch the YouTube channel, um, Facebook group, Merge Money Facebook group. Um, and then my name, of course, Helen Kinson. You could uh, message me on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> Yes. Don't forget about TikTok. Message her there as well. Uh, well, Helen, thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to to catching up with you again soon and seeing, you know, where you're at in six months or a year and and uh, better Wi-Fi, more uploads. You know, who knows where the, what the year will hold, but we look forward to catching up with you and uh, and chatting with you then. All right. Well, my marathon's in two weeks. So that was sort of my cutoff. After the marathon, nice. I'm planning on coming back. sounds great (laughs) awesome I will talk soon we want to thank Helen once again for coming on the show taking time out of her schedule of training for a marathon which is something I've got to give her the (laughs) most credit for because I do not ever see myself Mm. taking that on uh, personally so kudos to Helen for a marathon training and taking time out of that uh, to, to join us so Thank you again so much, Helen, for coming on the show. Travis, how did you think uh, the interview went now that we're on the other side of our interview with Helen? Yeah, I mean, we had we had some uh, technical issues. Uh, she was on, um, <laughs> you know, 5G or 4G or 3G. I don't know what it was, but uh, we had some lag <laughs> that we had to deal with. One of the Gs. Um, yeah, one of the Gs. Felt we like it was the OG, to, am I right? 
Am I right? <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> but aside from that, I think she had a lot of great, you know, a lot of great ideas for print on demand. And, and um, she has had a lot of yeah. really cool interviews and interviewed a lot of people about a lot of different things, a lot of different ways to market print on demand and, um, you know, yep. utilize print on demand, maybe not in the traditional ways. What did you think about what was kind of, what were some of the things that you took away as like, um, golden nuggets in this interview. Cause you always ask me after, but I never get to ask you. So I'm going to turn the tables and ask you what you thought was some of the best, uh, parts of this interview this week. No, I thought the interview was, was really, really good. Like you said, uh, in the intro, the breadth of her experience, just in who she's interviewed and who she's talked to on her own show, which again is merch money podcast. For those of you that want to go support Helen and we ask that you please do. Um, she's, she's awesome. Um, but I thought, you know, just the, the, the ways that she mentioned, you know, she mentioned some KDP stuff in there. Uh, so you, you can tell that she's definitely thinking about all the different angles that you can approach. POD B2B was another thing that, I mean, you and I have done a lot of B2B stuff in our own businesses, working with people who need their shirts for their crew or whatever that looks like. But I was just, it was nice to hear her have so many ideas as to how you can approach POD other than, you know, just the, the merch by Amazons or the red bubbles, which of right. course does. And you can tell that she's always thinking of different ways to approach this. Like you said, even if she's not currently implementing them or if she is or, or whatever that looks like, um, just the, just the understanding that there's so much that you can do with print on demand. And one thing she said was, you know, feel grateful that you're, you're an early adopter you're on the ground floor of POD, right. which in a lot of respects yeah. we are is, this technology is so new and it's going to keep, you know, developing and getting faster and getting better, more cost efficient as there's going to be new things you can do year after mm-hmm. year. So this really is a great time to be one of those kind of early adopters of, of, of print on demand because it, it can only go and, and get bigger from here. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think you said it all there. Um, we are early adopters and it's hard to remember that when you're doing yeah. the same thing day in, day out, you know, and you've been doing it <laughs> sure. for years. You know, um, yeah. I was, I was, you know, doing mugs in my basement three plus years ago. You know, and uh, so yeah, I mean, grinding. Uh, you know, you you feel like you've been doing it forever, and like surely by now everybody knows about this thing, and sure. surely by now the sure. competition is so out of this world that I'm never going to be able to list a product and get any sales on it. But it's just not true. Yeah, it really isn't. Well, I think I think that's. That's interesting too. And you talk about the competition because, you know, I think because we are so immersed in, in print on demand and it is kind of our world that we assume that everyone knows the print printful or the tea spring or the spring or whatever those big, you know, businesses are. And so mm-hmm. we, we assume that a lot of people have understood this model, have heard about this model, whatever, but there's multiple times, multiple times I have conversations with people who are like, man, did you guys think of this business model yourself? Because it's brilliant. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it, is, it is nothing new, but I'm glad uh, to to kind of expose it to you uh, and have you work with us. But it is hard, you know, especially when you're in the industry to understand that hey, you are an early adopter. And just because other companies are further along or bigger than you doesn't mean that you're not an early adopter, even though they might've been doing it longer, the technology itself is still so relatively new right. that there's so many opportunities out there to capitalize, capitalize on it. So, uh, that, that's, that's definitely a good point. Yeah. And, and not only that, um, you're going to be 
because you're tuned in to, you know, current events and kind of where the industry's at, you're going to be the first ones to know when things change. Um, I literally was listening yeah. to a podcast about some DTF that they've, uh, there's a printer out there that does DTF that doesn't use the powder. It actually has a spray adhesive and that's a whole nother thing. I'm just going to tease that. Oh, wow. And we can, yeah, we can talk about awesome. that offline. Uh, I'll give you the, you know, the, the uh, 411 on that, but I mean, you know, yeah. but my, my point is that, had I not been in this industry, I never would have saw that. I never would have heard about that. And you yeah. know, maybe I'll maybe I won't do anything with that information. But I have that information, <laughs> and if I wanted to do something with it, I could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's, that's the idea here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that's exciting. I, I'm I uh, want to know more about that for sure. Um, as we've talked, I was I was actually there when you guys are doing some DTF tests on on direct to film. Mm-hmm stuff using using the powder so i'd be interested to see what that spray is all about but we will save that for perhaps another point of interest or another episode all together for now we thank you guys so much for listening once again again one more time i want to thank helen for coming on the show it was great to have her and if you guys want to get a hold of her or have a question for her you can uh follow her on her social media platforms or you can also go to printonmancast.com slash facebook Submit a question, post a question, tag her in it, tag Travis and I in it, whatever you want to do. Uh, but let us know if you have any questions, any insight, anything that you would think is an out-of-the-box approach to print-on-demand that perhaps we didn't mention in this interview. You can let us know that as well. We're always wanting to hear from you guys, always wanting to know your insights. And as always, wherever there are podcasts available, the POD cast is there for you. We're talking about Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Anchor. But if you're on the Apple Podcasts app itself, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. It helps us tremendously. We're greatly appreciative of it. We love reading your comments. Anything less than a five-star will not be mentioned. I'm just kidding. Not really. We'll dox you. We won't do that. Um, But uh, a five-star review would be great. Leave a comment, uh, and we will shout you out on one of the shows because we really do thank you guys so much for, Mm -hmm. for being a part of the POD cast family. We have had a blast, and hopefully... Should all of this stuff pan out well for January, the ISS, you guys register, you show up, we show up. It'd be great to do a meetup and meet some of you guys in person, the ones that we haven't yet. Uh, it would be awesome to meet you for the first time. And those that we have, it'd be good to see you once again. So, Travis, anything else before we wrap this thing up and send it home? Nope. Good good, time, good times uh, doing the show tonight. So with, with Helen and with Josiah, that's all yep, I got. That- that's that's i don't know why i said all of those good things. <laughs> it was literally like words chasing themselves like yes, good time. Exactly. okay corral uh uh more calling horse <laughs> well with that folks uh for travis i'm josiah we'll see you next time right here on the print on demand cast see ya hey babe thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast we hope you enjoyed the totally tubular show if you've got a question or a suggestion for the show send travis and josiah an email at info at print on want to be wicked nice take a minute to rate and review the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode see you next time for sure it's fine we can edit all this out because i asked you a question and you can just answer it and we'll just put it right back in as soon as you get it fixed i don't know why it's not showing back up you you sound like the teacher on charlie brown
Can you hear me? Ha! You're back. It's beautiful. All right. Like, like butter. <laughs> <laughs>